0: Welcome to the local a seven two four podcast
1: in three. Two, one. Yo, what's happening? Welcome back to the local seven two four podcast. It's been a minute. We took uh we took a week off and uh maybe a week, maybe two weeks. I don't know. What? I don't remember.
2: I think it was Ryan took a few weeks off. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> You Yeah, I've been gone for a couple of weeks.
1: Oh, Ryan mm-hmm. had some milestones to take care of, and uh, yeah, all kinds I, of cool stuff.
2: I, yeah, I bought a new I bought a new house. Right on. Uh, so
1: today,
3: that's a big deal. It is a big deal. That is, yeah. You deserve a, a week off. Yeah,
2: I, I right. yeah.
1: <laughs> or four, four. Yeah. <laughs> four
2: a de- year. <laughs> I'm still dealing with it. That's why I have to jet right after this. I have to go deal with house though. That's, yeah, that's I'm still, like still dealing
3: with our house too. It's been like seven years. <laughs> okay,
2: so <laughs> it doesn't get
1: better. <laughs> So today in studio we have Kelly. What is your last it's name?
3: Trot. It's often Kelly Trot. Should I ask that
1: before have we ever started yeah. a show without? No,
3: it's okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I get Trout all the time, but it's Trot.
1: Kelly Trot from uh, Adventures with Kelly. You're a travel blogger.
3: I think that is what I am. That, yeah, <laughs> it's. I don't really know. I really
1: enjoy having people from like different realms in here because I mean we've had some like social media influencers in the beginning of this and stuff and some beauty queens and things like that. So it's like really fun to do this instead of like a full on like brick and mortar, you know, business or something like that. So this is like, this is very interesting. And I really enjoy, you know, hearing about like what you do.
3: Well, thanks for having me. I mean, I'm happy to be here to kind of maybe help explain it because I get questions all the time and I'm like, I don't really know. Uh, so thanks for having me, and uh, I've always wanted to be on a podcast, and so I'm just soaking this all in, and because uh, I'll probably never be invited on another podcast, <laughs> uh, or so. or
2: your stock goes way up, and people are like, I gotta get her on my show, right? Or yeah. this is
3: my big break,
2: yes. yeah, <laughs> could be.
3: I mean, you're a big deal, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll be kind of nice to explain kind of what I'm doing because there's just lots of um, different facets to it, or you know, different angles. Yeah. It's just kind of fun and something I got into.
1: So how did you get started? Like, what was the what was the mm. idea behind this? What made you decide that, like, hey, I'm going to start doing this?
3: Yeah. So I don't want to give you my whole life story, but my whole life story is kind of part of it. But um, I grew up in Uniontown, mm-hmm. and I live there now. Um, I'm a speech-language pathologist. Oh. And um, – Caught the travel bug. I went to IUP for undergrad and caught the travel bug and went and did my master's in Flagstaff, Arizona, Northern Arizona University. Do you know
2: that IUP today was voted the number one party school?
3: Oh, I heard something on the radio. I think it, I serious? think it was more of the top 20 best colleges in America.
2: Maybe, but so, also the number one party well, school.
3: We'll take both. <laughs> there you go. I loved IUP. It was great. Good times. I'm sure My you whole did. family went there. I'd go back today. <laughs> I would be a student again. Van <laughs> Wilder. <Tuesday>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just keep it up. But uh, yeah, I heard something on the radio. I'm like, way to go. Yeah. But um, the field of speech pathology, along with um, physical therapy, occupational therapy, nursing, has the opportunity for travel. Uh, mm-hmm. Travel therapy. And it was something I always wanted to do, um, but I moved back after my master's, took a job in Pittsburgh, lived in in the Berg for a year, which was really cool. Kind of thought I was back, but then thought about travel therapy was always on my mind. So, um, ended up taking off again and became a travel therapist for um, five years, just Pack my bags and with a friend who I convinced to go with me, which is also a funny story. But um, lived in Texas, California, Oregon, where I met my husband, and then we dated out there, got married, and did like one last hurrah in Alaska, and then moved back oh. to Uniontown. And so I, kind of on the road, learned how to explore places. Um, I would, you know, as a traveling therapist, I would live in a place maybe for like three months at a time, and um, that goes really fast, and so you kind of are like, how, um, I've got three months in San Francisco, how do I make the most of my time here? I'm going to work, and then every weekend I want to do something, and so I really took on this exploring hat, planning hat, you know, just making the most of, of my time, so when I moved back um i i noticed that people were asking me about travel can you help me with this vacation can you help me plan this Um, because i think a lot of people find it intimidating or it's 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 tough i used to i mean i love travel planning i definitely find it more challenging now as a mom i'm just like oh my gosh it takes so much time i used to love to do it and i'm like oh man no wonder people were asking me to do this you know (laughs) Um,
1: Going to the bathroom's challenging, I imagine. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. Uh, So right before the pandemic, about two weeks before, I I was still doing speech therapy, but I was getting a lot of questions about travel and helping people, and I just thought about becoming a travel agent, home-based travel agent. So I was like, well, I'm I'm booking people's travel. I'm helping them. Maybe I could do this kind of side gig travel agent thing, and then COVID happened. (laughs) <laughs> I was taking courses That's about... That's a theme on the show. Yeah, like it yeah. it's been a good theme because yeah. yeah. I've been listening as I was coming here. And I just love to hear how people shifted yeah. and did different things. But I was, you know, studying about cruises and Disney and then everything just shut down. I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? I mean, I, I backed out of the travel agency thing, but I noticed that other travel agents have blogs. And so I started, my husband, he works in tech and he helped me start a website and I was like, well, I'll I'll blog until I get back on the travel agency thing, Mm -hmm. which I still haven't yet. But um, So I started blogging and just kind of documenting some of our itineraries because I like to answer questions that I have and I just figure if I have those questions, I'll share them with other people. I know I get a lot of information from other travel bloggers when I get to plan things. And, um, but as I was creating content for other places across the United States, we're all home and COVID is going longer and everyone's like, what do I do now at home? And uh, I'm noticing that people don't really know what to do locally. Everyone's trying to get outside, not really sure what to do. And so I kind of started creating more local content um, highlighting stuff around where I am and noticing um, an opportunity there that to highlight our area in a more positive way mm-hmm. um, and help people navigate things and just little the, the little or the better. I mean, a mile walk or a trailhead um, for a, a little family hike or a bike ride to a brewery. Yeah. Stuff we like to do. Um, I just kind of document some of the things that we do and put the details in and try to communicate it in a way. I don't know if it resonates or not, but um, that somebody can pick it up and do it. Yeah. Um, know where to park, know where to use the bathroom, know what to expect. Uh, because as I've been blogging, uh, what keeps me going is feedback from people. If I were doing it for money, I would have stopped a long time ago. <laughs> It's been very fulfilling, though, to um, hear from people who say lived in the area their whole lives and didn't know something was there, or took a family um, hiking for the first time and loved it, tried something new, didn't, little gems, didn't know that gem was there. Wow, great. And, you know, in, in all of this, too, I, I'm also dealing with moving back to Uniontown after mm-hmm. living across the United States. And I learned from you guys that you kind of did that as well. Mm. And I don't know how you feel, but and I'm curious how you feel. It's it's an ongoing transition to move back. How how has it been for you guys?
1: It is. I mean, there's there's definitely times where I miss uh, you know previously lived uh, areas and things like that. But there's always this thing in the back of my head that's like. You know, my family's here. All of my favorite things are here. Um, Not to say that some of my favorite things aren't, you know, some other place that I've lived. But it just, uh, I really want to see this area prosper. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the fun thing about this specific show is that uh, we're all very much on the same page as far as that goes. I think it's really cool.
3: Yeah, I love your show.
2: Yeah. um, I just have a problem and I actually used to be one of these people, so it, me included, but I have a problem with, with people who just complain about this area or the city or Uniontown or whatever, where I always think like, okay, it's okay if you don't like something or if you, it, something's not fulfilling you or you don't have these amenities that you want. But then my response is always, well, then do something about mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. then then make it better. Right. Because if no, if you're not going to do it, then who else is going to do it? And so... Um, cause I, we lived in Austin, Texas, where there is just so many things to do. It, it's, it's overwhelming how much you can do, but it's also extremely expensive to mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just didn't have the money to, to take advantage of all the stuff that was there. Mm-hmm. Where here, it's the cost of living is so much more affordable, mm-hmm. and if that's the case, and then we can also add all these fun amenity things as well, where this is a, f- a great place to live. Um, And we were talking before the show, it starts with people who just sort of step up and say, well, I wanna start a concert in the park, or Mm -hmm. I wanna start a show that highlights business owners, or I wanna start a night market or whatever it is. This isn't necessarily government officials that are doing this. This Mm -hmm. is just citizens who are like, I have an idea and I want to implement it I wanna make it better. So I actually like and support that way more than I would some large city who has all these things going on all the time because that's great and that's fun but it just doesn't have this this small town home feel to it like we know the people that are putting on all these events like we know them personally by name and that's because we choose to jump in and be a part of it as well mm-hmm. and there's something to that if i was in austin texas i'm i i do not know anybody's name i don't know anything you know Great, right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just—I just don't feel like I'm a part of it. I'm just consuming all the time, but I don't feel like I'm a part of it. So, I don't—I don't know. I think—I think, um, think there's—it's so important to invest in wherever you are all the time. And right. and you—I <clears throat> was just talking to somebody earlier today. There's a stigma that once you graduate high school or college or whatever, you just have to go out and see the world, or you know, leave this place behind and go see. But then when you realize and you come back, what's actually important is being with family, Mm -hmm. being around people that you love, and then take those ideas. Those are all great ideas, all, all the things you love about outside, and then just bring them in here and say, how can I build this up to be similar to that kind of place?
0: Right.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I lived in so many cool places and visited so many cool places, and when I moved back, I'm just like... It's a blank slate, and your, eye, your, your head is just popping with ideas. Man, I remember that really cool place here that did that. And you just get so many ideas. Um, but I can tell, at least in my experience, and um, I'm trying to kind of study how I feel, if that makes any sense. I'm trying to put terminology. I know I want things to be better, and I know I want to help. And I love uh, what you said, Ryan, with just kind of uh, being part of it, having an impact. And my blog was something I felt like that's something I can do. You know, I I have young children. I can't volunteer. I can't report places. But when I put them to bed, I can pull out my computer and create some content at night. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I fall asleep right when I'm doing it. The laptop (laughs) open and a bowl of ice cream on my chest. (laughs) And I'm really behind on content. But I can already feel the impact. Um, People are really getting excited about their place. And moving home, um, you know, I'm not going to ignore the issues that we have in Uniontown. We have challenges. We have poverty. We have crime, blight, uh, population loss. You know, those are things we. I don't know if the term is deindustrialization. Could be um, once once a thriving, booming city and just down, 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 down. And so I really think our self-esteem is down, and I'm gonna borrow some terms from people that have studied. Um, I love this woman Rebecca Undum. She has a podcast called Growing Small Towns, and she calls people like us rebounders. Okay. Yeah. So cheers That's to fun. rebounders, right? And when and she encourages people to hear rebounders' ideas and mm-hmm. fill their energy. Um, maybe rebounders sound a little crazy because <laughs> <laughs> when I talk, people think I'm weird sometimes. and That's cool. Um, I like it. Rebounders, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, the other thing I want to say, like, I I think it's important to say, because I don't know if I've said this on the show yet, but we, we, we often have talked to people who are interested in revitalizing their town or, or investing. And I think it's important to say, you don't have to necessarily be the person that comes up with a brand new idea and like is this entrepreneurial mind that that has this wonderful thing to bring to the table just be willing to be a part of it and jump in like like yeah. jordan started this show i didn't start the show jordan started the show but i just wanted to be a part of something that was going on already mm-hmm. and i just jumped in and said how can i how can i support and grow with you that's something mm-hmm. you already started and so I mean, take it from me if you want to, but just partner with something like you are starting something. So for anyone listening, like jump in and help and just be like, hey, how can I support you? How can I jump in and help? How can I make this thing better? I think some people have this misunderstanding that "Oh, I want to support my town, but I don't have any good ideas or anything like that. But yeah. people mm-hmm. are there's other people who are already starting things. Just be willing to jump in and, and help.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of just sitting around waiting for it to change. And um, I encourage people to just do the smallest thing you can possibly do right in front of you. Mm-hmm. For me, that was a blog, but the other thing is going to a park and picking up trash.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. taking a
3: walk downtown, supporting a local business, existing in spaces that are have gone downhill. I mean, I don't have I mean you want to be safe obviously, but my family, we just made the decision to start playing at a park that doesn't have the best reputation, cleaning it up when we go. And don't you know, by the time we've been there, more people come and play. It's been great. You know, now we've got some pickleball lines going. And just small things can happen. Um, But, yeah, the the other term I wanted to steal from a guy named Jeff Spigler, which – When I listen to your podcast, too, I don't know if you guys are familiar with these people, but I hear so many of these themes echoed through your podcast. That's why I absolutely love what you're doing. You're just doing it, and you don't even know it.
2: Yeah, we honestly don't know it.
3: Yeah, you're so awesome. Uh, But Jeff Spigler, he's a dude from Pittsburgh guy sorry gentlemen big big dude, fan dude, of he's you a dude. Big, he's a dude big fan of you jeff he's a dude <laughs> but he has some content called revitalize or die and uh he has a new book out called your city is sick which i still have yet to read but he talks about just our self-esteem is down like our civic self-esteem is down mm-hmm. we're not engaged Our like you know and so coming back to you town i'm just like man um, I kind of just try to be more positive and, and rightfully so we have challenges and and everyone's just feeling it you can feel it and I just want to talk more positive and see if we can start believing in ourselves again loving our neighbors, supporting our businesses and that that positivity can grow yeah and really change you know people's perception and you guys are doing that on your podcast if if I could have got here on time, which I'm never on time anymore, but you know I guess I have kids and responsibilities but I was going to go get my Mexican volcano DVA. Yeah. I was yeah. going to stop at Loopsy and try to find a pair of jeans to fit me cuz nice. I'm like I got to get to Greensburg. It's so cool. There's so many cool things going a, on. Yeah, you think think guys cool are doing spot. that with your podcast. I think Tasty
2: Land has a Mexican volcano ice cream right now. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're partnering. Oh my. Speaking of oh. which, speaking of all the goodies, uh you brought us some great stuff. Do you want to yeah. do you want to talk about Well, first yeah. off, do you Let's let's shout out to the sponsor here of I'll, take, ah. I'll let you take that, Jordan.
1: <laughs> All Saints Brewery. Um, we're nice enough to send over a growler today um, for the show. And uh, it's, it's awesome. Can it's, I taste it, uh, Absolutely. Did you not get
3: some? Well, no, I was I, drinking what I brought. but I yeah, poured, you, you, I poured you, the I guess, pumpkin one. I guess you didn't fill up the lady over here. Oh my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> is my fault.
2: How <laughs> rude are we? <laughs> I didn't know how, long you, how far you That's were into the pumpkin one.
1: They get right there.
3: What kind of podcast is this? <laughs> Jeez, oh man. Yeah. So what what uh, what am I drinking from? So All
2: this Saints? is uh, this is
1: the Saint Bart's. It's a uh, it's pretty light beer. It's real yeah. real nice, real fresh. Just uh, nothing crazy. It's just delicious.
2: He, so, have you been to All Saints before?
3: I haven't, and I'm really bummed I didn't make it there. I was so close. I was at the Veterans Park. We rode our bikes there. Mm-hmm. Is that the park across the street?
1: Um, Lynchfield? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lynchfield.
3: And what, poor planning on my part, we went somewhere to a great barbecue place over there. But oh. And then when I got, we rode back. Dominic's,
1: I think it was called. Uh, I think it was okay. called. They're Dom- was, no longer
3: there. Oh, no darn. Longer. Okay, that was a few years ago. This is this is content that backed up I haven't mm. made yet. So good. But I got back in the car, you know, hauled the kids, rode the bikes, and I pull up the Google Maps on like. Dang it! All Saints was right there. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah.
2: You should, you should. They're, it's really good. They're it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah.
3: I loved your video you just made.
0: Oh,
1: thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Really informational, and the way that, the way that Jeff describes his beer, like the dude, he used to be a chemistry teacher. If that, yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah. So if it doesn't, uh, you know, sound like an episode of uh, Breaking Bad or something, yeah. <laughs> Like, dude gave up teaching to make beer.
2: Um better than bit. like heroin. Right, yeah. He uses power for good. <laughs> <laughs> is what I'm saying.
1: He uh he's just so like into it. He knows exactly what he's making. He just wants it to be the freshest thing on the planet. So it's well, very awesome.
3: If my husband's listening, he's probably um upset about how I'm gonna talk about beer. I, I don't talk too much about what I'm tasting are the notes. I'm just excited that a local person did it, and I'll drink it at that at this yeah. point. But I do like it. I, lo- I just love to see people passionate about what they're doing. This is good. What's his name? Jeff, you said? Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Really, I like this a lot. St. Barnabas. St. Bart's. St. Bart's. St. Bart's.
2: Yep. Like the Simpsons. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and, and they have an October fest tomorrow. Yep. Oh. Um, but I'll tell you what. As far as, like, fall goes, All Saints does it right. Oh, yeah. I, this is my favorite time of year. Yeah. And they wait. They wait. They're very particular. And they don't release the pumpkin until tomorrow. Yep. <clears throat> but they I, do it right.
1: He's still pissed off because it's warm outside. <laughs> like, he's uh, like, he's like, oh,
3: man, I, it's <laughs> still a little early, but, yeah, yeah. you know. I can appreciate that because, you know, we're now drinking pumpkin spice lattes in July. And it's right. Like, come yeah. On, yeah, come yeah. You got to wait
2: for the sweater weather. Yeah. He is Yeah.
1: That's his thing. He's just like, you know, there's the atmosphere needs to be right. You gotta smell like burning leaves, there's gotta mm-hmm. be leaves on the ground, A chill in the air, you yep. know, fire, yep. you're sitting next to a fire drinking this beer. Um, but it, yeah, it's fantastic. And you brought some some beers as well, and oh my gosh, a yeah, lot of other stuff. I
3: brought some beers from Laurel Highlands Brewing, some friends of ours, acquaintances well, I'll call them friends because <coughs> I think breweries are really cool, but um, some guys I know, and I know their families, good people from um, Unitown. So I brought their pumpkin. They're Pineapple Falls yeah. IPA, and what's the other one?
1: Um, IPA. Slammer. Slammer? Yeah.
2: So, okay, so we, we got into the pumpkin one. You did crack okay. the pumpkin. I, I mean, you're, you just turned the can. I thought that was pineapple beer. Is it not? Is it just named Pineapple Falls? Or is it actually, do you know if it tastes like pineapple?
3: There's only one way to find out. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, one. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and
2: then I also want to try what? Whiskey pretzels? Oh
3: yeah, I I brought these from a little shout out to um, Anne from Pepperberries in Uniontown, most adorable little shop. She sells these are from Ohio. I mean, um, they're not that local, but they are local. She has all sorts of local goodies in her shop, but they are. Like bourbon pretzels, and they just go really well with the beer. So, you just just come back anytime.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, mom. I'm I'm a mom,
3: so you can't go anywhere without snacks. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) We don't want anyone passing out, okay? Right. You
1: want (laughs) some
2: bourbon pretzels?
1: I will definitely
2: try. Yeah,
3: and you can take some home. So, yeah, uh, I brought Laurel Highland's uh, Brewing. I knew that I did my homework, and it turns out you guys like beer, right?
0: We do.
2: We've been known to. That's why
1: we moved the show to Fridays.
3: (laughs) Good call. Oh my God,
1: these are delicious. Yeah.
3: It's
2: like a, it's like a, almost like a sweet brown sugar type Mm -hmm. pretzel.
3: Yeah, you don't. This is
1: like amazing. I love it.
3: Yeah. Mm.
1: So So, earlier, uh, when we were kind of talking, like moving back and stuff, and I think there's two ways to really like perceive. That if you're the person moving back, either you can sit and you can complain and say that uh, this place doesn't have any fucking cool things to do and like uh, blah, 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 all that stuff. Or you could be the person that, like you were saying, just gets involved with things, um, tries to take ideas and like move on, uh, you know, try and grow that idea. Um, And that's like one of the most important things is just like you're in your you're in your town and if you don't have this like die hard need to move away or you know you you have this dream place that you want to move to if you're staying in your town it's literally your job to make that place cool as shit yeah. i mean you have to make it cool for you make it cool for your family a place where your kids are going to mm-hmm. grow up in respect um I think it's just awesome, and like you said, you're taking the family to a park. You guys are cleaning it and stuff like that. That's that's really like you know putting some some nice values uh, into the community and for your kids. I think it's awesome.
3: Yeah, I have two comments. What what I'm feeling moving back to town is not unique to southwestern Pennsylvania. When I lived on the road and I moved town to town to town to town, I'd get so many people. That would just be like oh yeah. Well, I don't know, it depends. You don't you don't want to go there. That place isn't great. Or yeah. um, oh man, I've lived here my whole life and you've done more in the three months that you've been here than I have my whole life. Yep. Or, you know, you don't want that you don't want to go to that place. And then turns out I had the best time of my life. I just I just felt like we all kind of get complacent. Yeah. Where wherever we are. And we, get, we can easily get down on ourselves. And then the other thing is that cool towns are made of cool people doing things. I mean, right. they're not just... I mean, okay, if you have an industry, a um, huge industry that moved in and it's just growing like crazy, sure, some of that stuff's going to happen organic, but mm-hmm. a lot of towns are just made with cool people doing cool things. Right. And they're doing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a wild... I mean, like, just you saying, like, hey... You know, you've lived here such a short time, and you've done more than me. I lived in Erie. uh, I went to school at Edinburgh. And the entire time I lived there, I went to Presque Isle, like the little beach area there, two times in five years. Like, now that we don't live there, me and my family go up there a couple times a year. So it's like I was there, and I just chose not to even worry about it just because i was so you know whatever it's there yeah it's there i'll go sometime and i just never went but uh Mm -hmm. you know you have to that's what i i really enjoy about what you're doing is you're going out and you're exploring these places and introducing things to people that have lived in this environment like they're just like oh shit i didn't know that this restaurant was there or I didn't know that this little market was there or this mm-hmm. trail or something. Yeah. it's That's fantastic because, I mean, that really gets people in a mindset where they're like, I want to go explore my own city.
3: Yes, and that you know? builds up the pride and our self-esteem, I think. And I'm guilty yeah. of it too because it wasn't until I moved back to southwestern Pennsylvania that I'm like, holy cow, I was out exploring the world and doing all these things that I never did at home. Yeah. I was complacent myself and I didn't realize what we had so I'm as I'm blogging right now I'm actually sharing and learning like on the go yeah. things that I'm doing right now are new things to me right um, and well you can
1: leave Dominic's barbecue out of it Yeah.
2: <laughs> R.I.P.
3: but yeah things come things go but you can add
1: Pletcher's barbecue to it yeah
3: <laughs> yeah where's that one
0: That's fine. Oh, that's
3: that's That's him. Sorry, Ryan. There you go. Oh, I meant to ask you, Ryan. Mm -hmm. As the barbecue connoisseur, have you had tri-tip? Oh, yeah. Oh, do you make it? That's a California thing. Yeah. I didn't learn that until I lived out there.
2: So it's really hard to find here because we haven't caught up.
3: Right. Uh, Exactly.
2: I think it's a fantastic cut. And here's the thing. It's super cheap. Yes. Super cheap.
3: Yes. And where have you found it?
2: Uh, Sam's Club yeah. is the only place I can find it. Unless it's all you go, pre-seasoned. Right. Unless you go to... so or
3: pre-juiced or marinated or something.
2: What One thing I want Greensburg to have, and if you can get in Uniontown, I'll go there too, is a quality butcher. Okay. And and, and I, there are some around here. Um, what's the one over by? Bardines. Bardines. They're good. <clears throat> so this has nothing to do with them or against them. But if we could just have one right in town where it was a butcher who is cutting the cow themselves and selling the cut themselves, I would love that because they care for the cut of meat and they know everything about it. And I think that we're missing that because I had that in Texas all the time. It was just people who just know the animal and know how to use every little bit of it. Mm -hmm. And tri-tip comes from that. It's, it's a, it's a, It's a meat that's often thrown away because people don't know what to do with it.
3: Is it the shoulder?
2: Mm, Kind of. Okay. The trap? Yeah. Perhaps. I mean, it looks like a triangle. Yes. And you can do it just like a steak, really.
3: Yeah. uh, I am not really good at cooking beef, my husband will tell you, although he gets really excited if I do. But (laughs) tri-tip is a meat that is hard to screw up, I noticed. Yeah. It's pretty versatile. And then when you have leftover tri-tip, we're talking tri-tip nachos and tri-tip yep. breakfast burritos.
1: Yep. Boom. I've made tacos with it uh, many times.
3: But, but we do <coughs> it's have – well, the other thing about moving back, and I love what you do because I also like to support our local businesses, but I'm still learning about our local businesses. I think we have some awesome businesses that we don't really know about either. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um one person in per, or two people I, th- I know we have a i think we have a butcher shop up by the stone house on the national road okay um route 40. you should check Great. that out and The stone house one. is cool i think it's called home provisions or something like that then in downtown Uniontown, um there's a place called world importing and uh william piclamini has. he sells his meats from shandor farms i don't know if he has tri-tip have to check but those are two places that come to mind. So you yeah. definitely come down to Unitown.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really cool because like if you get to a, a butcher shop, um, like the difference between shopping there and shopping at a big box store or grocery store or something like that, go in to a grocery store and find beef ribs and then go to a butcher shop mm-hmm. and ask for beef ribs. The difference is phenomenal.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I guess there's we just all day. N- there's
1: zero fucking meat on the ones at the grocery store. I don't even understand why they sell them because there is that little of meat on these things.
2: But... Well, okay, so... Sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just hit you. That's okay. Um, the, the, the big bonks guys are throwing away, like, most of the cow. Yeah. You know, and when you... A butcher by trade buys a whole animal and has to make money off the whole animal. Right. So they know every cut. The big box guys don't care how much meat is on those ribs. They don't care. It's yeah. just, they're just going to push it through. And those, those little plate ribs, short ribs that they sell at whatever, I'm not going to name a store, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will. Walmart, Costco. <laughs> Samsung, whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. And so. That's why you go with a, with a butcher is because they want not only to make money, but they want to give you the best quality meat possible because yeah. um, they want you to come back and be a customer and they want, they're want they knowledgeable. They're like, this is what you should do with it. They can tell you how to cook it. They can tell you all these types of things. So,
3: And you guys have resonated that theme throughout your podcast here, just the ongoing mm-hmm. small business. Yes, it might take extra time. Yes, it yep. might be a, a, an additional stop. It might cost a little bit more money. Yeah. May not be as convenient. Maybe it is. But it's all quality. I mean, mm-hmm. if I had a nickel for every time I heard somebody complain that Dunkin' Donuts got their coffee wrong, their order wrong, and I'm right, like yeah. why are you even going there? <laughs> Just yeah. go to the local coffee shop. It's so good.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it but I understand convenience too. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean,
1: like there's a big mix. Um, I mean, I try to shop local and support local businesses as much as possible. But I definitely still run to Walmart, grab groceries, uh, hit Target. I'll stop at Dunkin' Donuts, um, all that stuff. But what I miss by going to those spots is, like, say I want to go get coffee. I walk up the street to the White Rabbit, and I see Tommy working. And I'm just like, hey, Tommy, what's up, man? And we sit there, and we have a conversation. Uh, We chat. He asked me how my business is going. I talked to him about how his business is going. Uh, You know, we reflect about the time he was on the podcast and we laugh and joke about stuff. And Mm -hmm. that's a great interaction. And for being not an early morning guy, when I roll in there, that really kind of jump starts my day. That kind of like puts me in the mood to like, all right, I'm talking to the people in my community. I'm up, I'm drinking the coffee, I'm doing my thing. I leave there feeling really, really, really great. Yeah. And... You know, I can't say the same for, you know, going through a drive through at like Starbucks or something like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And again, jumping back to kind of how I'm studying how I feel about moving home, I'm studying more kind of urbanism. And I, you guys have talked about this on your podcast, and it's awesome. I get so excited. And I think one of the ones I was listening to, you got so mad that they were demolishing a building for a parking spot or a parking lot. I'm like, yes, Jordan. Yep. Yes. Uh, I remember there was... Did a, I say the F word? I, <laughs> maybe. I got really excited. Uh, but yeah, I'm the only one that does. <laughs> I would, but I know my mom will be listening to this. So. O-M-G. <laughs> I'm trying to be good please. Don't hate me, mom. <laughs> but um, part of that stuff is kind of other things I've, I've thought about my community is built environment. That's uh, mm-hmm. another term: walkability, bikeability. How yeah. you, you have like access.
2: all the all the terminology and all the, well, the podcast terms. Knowledge. Terms yeah. are down, man. You guys, yeah.
3: but you guys understand it. You just don't know you understand we're, it. We're
2: not like that's what's really funny, and this is such an important case study. We're not studying it; mm-hmm. we're just doing it. Yeah, yeah. But you, you're studying and doing it it's really funny to hear you talk because it's like you're saying stuff and I'm like oh yeah we, yeah. we kind of are doing that but yeah. but i'm it's not like this oh we have a plan and we're trying to hit all the buzzwords like right. it's it's such an organic grassroots thing yes. yeah yeah i i don't think it's as good if you are trying to hit all these metrics and all that kind of stuff like it because it's there's no there's no formula for a to revitalize a the town there's just right. not it takes people of different walks of life and the all the culture is going to be different no matter where you are yeah so
3: but you can feel it like you know when you've gone to a place or at least i was just like oh i really like that place or like that place but now i'm moving back and i'm like what is it that i liked about that place yeah oh that one street it didn't allow cars it was a car-free space where we could hang and linger um things are are designed at the human scale um i can hit multiple things in in walking distance the storefronts are all filled um there's just different elements that i'm trying to i'm trying to understand how i feel about my hometown moving back and other places i liked and trying to get those things flowing but yeah Yeah. walkability is one of them Mm -hmm. when you go to your coffee shop it's it's like your third place. That's another term I learned. It's not home. It's not work, but it's just a community yeah. building place <laughs> where you Man, get to see I'm your learning, neighbor. Learning and your, so much. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't want to bog you with all that stuff, but I'm trying to understand how it feels and you can feel it and you can feel a vibrant community and energy. And mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, but so when I moved home, is it that feeling at home yet? Um, I don't know, not quite. I want to make that happen. Yeah. I know others that do, so we're trying. But that that's part of me, That's me being a rebounder, right? Moving right. home and just kind of, I have a million ideas. My husband, what should we do? Brewery, coffee shop, I don't know. We're, nothing, because we're <laughs> having kids. We can't even just get the floor mopped. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, back to Adventures with Kelly. Just, I am enjoying, I thought I was going to blog more about travel, and I still do, and mm-hmm. I, I like to, but um, I am enjoying the local content, and I think it's building pride in our place because yeah. down in Fayette County we do have a beautiful county. We have challenges, Not, yeah. You know, I like to amplify amplify our best. That's how I figure it out. Can I share how I? Of course. Figured out your podcast, so I met. Jordan. I ran into Jordan at a party, which turned out to be like a rager. Ooh. Did you? It was. It was okay, a good time. Okay, so hold on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: since since I walked in here, you guys keep talking about this party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it, you're talking. Yeah. At a party, Jordan? Yeah.
3: What? This ra- drinking uh, this party alcohols? Was... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I'll it have was... one alcohol, <laughs> sir. What,
2: what, <laughs> what? Like what? You, the reason this is funny is because you're both adults in. What I would not consider, like, oh, we met each other at partying a party. Partying age? Like, yeah. Well, no, it's not even the, the partying right. age thing. It's like, oh, this person's, like, she's coming on the podcast because we met at a party. It's such a funny <laughs> thing. But,
3: well, this party got real wild because... because you're, you're
2: not, like, a... <laughs> you don't come across as, like, this raging person. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just happened to be at this party. Well, I found myself in. this No, nah, she was having a good time. Well, t- <laughs> Yeah, I don't
3: know, right? I don't know you very well. <laughs> No, we went to a barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> of some friends. Oh, now it's a barbecue. That, uh, <laughs> it's not a party. Let's anymore. tone it
1: down for a while.
3: Yeah, let's get to the reality here. Uh, I took my kids. It was flipping hot. I took mm-hmm. a bounce house because I had to keep them outside. But our one friend, it was a, it was a, I would call it a housewarming party. Our her friend um, moved in with her man friend, and I uh, love love this house. Had this awesome barbecue. Mutual friends. Um, but it got real wild because one of the kids had their first bee sting. Yeah. And then my, I was holding my baby as I was talking to Jordan. She started running a fever. She starts puking all over me. Truth. Some, it's, it, it's was a good really, party. it was really, it was a really bunch of a 35, 40 year forty-year-old who thought they yeah. were in their twenties again, and they weren't. But we aren't. But, I tried. Um, some, one there, of the there was throw up. One it of, was of the, just the g- kids. Yeah. <laughs> one of the gals fell in the. Uh, Oh. The uh, cornhole broke her wrist.
1: Yeah, we did have a bone breakage. Yes, um, and that then, was that was awesome.
3: And then cops so, showed somebody up. Somebody butt dialed the cops.
1: That would be my wife.
3: <laughs> oh, was that your wife? I'm, okay, that's when we. My wife like called
1: the cops on the party.
2: This sounds like By a acid. movie plot where like it's the most mediocre party, but all the all like the wild stuff happens. And <laughs> right. it, you don't even mean for it to happen.
3: It was the most excitement Dude, I've had broken in the last bones ten, since yeah. i peed, Really,
2: but you guys are just like. <laughs> Probably just, like, chilling and hanging out. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I noticed Jordan's um, hat, and it had a, a pin on it that said, like, local 724 or something. I was like, hey, is that that podcast? Um, something about Greensburg? And he's like, yep, yep. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I listened to an episode or two. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shoot. I'm like, are you the guy? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yep. Yep. yep, yep.
3: I'm
2: like, oh my God.
3: Are you the guy? Are you the guy? But the reason I knew about it is because in my studying of moving home, I listened to a podcast from Rebecca Undum about the, the power of storytelling in your community. Yeah. And how powerful it is mm-hmm. and how great it is. And I was just kind of looking to see if anyone's doing it where I live and they're not. But I found this local 74 and I, I think I listened to it in an episode or two and I'm like, Oh man, Greensburg's doing do you, it. Do you
2: know which episode you listened to? I'm really curious. No,
3: I don't remember. I just was. I, I'm sorry, Jordan. I I just wanted to know if it was being done where I live or not. And I'm. <laughs> oh, and then I'm you turned thinking, it on. Like, all and I was like, no, this that. is Greensburg. I'm so happy for Greensburg. They're doing awesome things because at the time we had gone to our first night market. I'm yeah. like, yep, yeah, Greensburg's getting it. They're doing so many cool things. And then I just put on the back burner. I'm sorry, it was good. I was just checking to see if anyone was doing it where i live
1: i bet you listened to this episode
3: yeah, yeah. Are you <laughs> since you invited me on which jokes on you uh, <laughs> i started listening to a bunch there and i'm just really enjoying it and loving yeah.
1: it it's it's so much fun like a ryan and i get together and we sit and we chat and sometimes the episodes might be you know in the beginning Before the episode happens, uh, you know, just to break down this wall. Sometimes we're just like, "Eh, this one might be a rough one. Yeah. And those are the ones, though, that we end up walking out to the parking lot together and be like, this was fucking awesome. Like, this was (laughs) one of the best ones we had. And it's so funny because, like, so many different people have surprised me throughout this podcast. Like, you know, we're 140-odd episodes in. And it just, like, I still get surprised by people. Like, the ballet was one of my, my favorite episodes. And it's so crazy because that was one that I felt like, oh, God, I'm not going to understand this. A, why did I invite them on? Because this is going to be insane. They're just going to sit there and ask me questions that I don't know. And it ended up being, like, this juicy, you know, scandalous Oh, the episode I like it was like it was so much fun yeah. like you hear about like the dark side of like ballet and you know weight loss and oh. this and that and age and ageism and all that stuff and it's like whoa this is crazy so like we you know it was fun but like to to have people come in and you know we might not be so sure that the content is gonna be exciting or anything like that people come in and really just dump their souls out onto this table, into these mics and stuff. It's really awesome.
3: Right. And that's the power of storytelling, right? Yeah. It's just meeting people who have a passion. And I'm just inclined to support people who are passionate about stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to buy their product. I want to support them. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't really have a use for it, I just am so happy to see people. I like people. Yeah. I like people that are passionate and um, yeah, I don't know that I care for every craft beer, but I will drink it because that dude made it. Well, that's <laughs> right? that's
2: the key. The, I think one of the biggest things, even if you're not someone who does something or starts something, is to support something because um, the, there are people that come on the show that advertise or plug, like, an event that they have going on, mm-hmm. and then we try to go to that event. Not not for any other reason other than we just want to support them. Like there's yeah. countless times where Jordan and I just like see each other at an event and we're like, yeah. Oh, Hey, you're here too. Mm-hmm. Not because we like talked about it. Yeah. Or we didn't premeditated. Like, plan it. Or we we're just like, Oh like yeah, yeah, we're just, we're just willing to go to these types of things. And so it takes a multitude of people to just be like, this might not even be my thing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go. Like Jordan went to, you went to a gala, Yeah the gala for, um,
1: uh, the you Little Fox Foundation. Which, which. Oh, the yeah. Little Fox. I loved yeah.
3: that episode. It was. uh, I know. I know Katie from. Oh, Union okay. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Which prior to that, I don't think you had any idea about them or their organization. No. But they came on here and Jordan was like, I just want to go and support mm-hmm. the yeah. cause. Like, that's, that's what it takes. That's honestly the secret sauce is mm-hmm. just doing it. just yeah. Just going and being a part of it. There's stuff that's happening all the time. Just go, just uh-huh. show up. <clears throat> yeah. Just support, just yeah. be there. It it worked out
1: that after the podcast, like during the podcast, they were saying what day it was. I think it was May 5th. And I was just like, it's eh, Cinco de Mayo. I don't know. I don't know that, <laughs> you know. And we had plans. We had plans to go to a Cinco de Mayo party. And uh, so it was just kind of like right there. I was just like, oh man, we have plans, but. You know, that sounds awesome. We'll try and spread the word as much as possible. Um, Half an hour later, I go down to Yellow Bridge down here to grab a beer, visit a friend, and they're sitting right there. They're sitting there having beers and pizza, and I'm like, oh, shit, hey. So we sit there. We're talking. Um, I called my wife, and I was like, hey, meet us here. She shows up. And then it turns out that they live right beside one of her employees. Huh. So like fast friends, real quick. It oh, just yeah. like, it all happened in like one night. And then my wife was just like, nah, fuck this party. We're going to go to this gala. And I'm like, okay,
0: yeah, that's fine.
1: So we went and it was one of like the coolest things in the world to be a part of that. Just because we sat and talked on a, on a podcast, you know what I mean? Like it was so much fun was a lot of fun but
2: that's what it takes It's just a bunch of people just saying i'm just gonna check this out yeah because prior to that i don't know i don't know if you're a gala guy but not really yeah but pro- probably not but <laughs> i can't now. wear hats <laughs> that's that's my
1: that's my problem with but that's not even that's can I not, have not that even cream the green can of beer right there yeah. i'm going <laughs> to open <laughs> <them>.
2: can <laughs> you give, can you give me that beer yeah. that alcohol i'll um, have one alcohol please but that's the that's the point is like yeah, he's not a gala guy, but he's just like, well, I'm not. It's not about the gala. It's about supporting the yeah. people. Mm-hmm. That I went. I go.
1: rented my tux and I had tux on and all that stuff. And it just, uh, you know, it's not like a tux isn't something that I own. Obviously. Um, does anybody else <laughs> want to yeah, check that one, one out? That's the Pineapple Falls yes. IPA. Um, but it was so much fun, mm-hmm. and like we went, we had a fancy dinner, and we. Had in, um, we'd invited some other friends, Alicia and Mike from the Trendy Bunny. Yep. And they were gonna go and they couldn't make it. So they ended up giving their tickets to uh, Kate and Josh, who she owns the uh, doormat company. Yep. And, and also Cutie, Cutie's, Cutie's Cafe. Yeah. Yep. So we met them that night. I mean, like, I, th- I believe that we had met them like before in passing, but we sat we had a dinner with them we hung out it was so much fun and now i went on to shoot her wedding which i don't shoot weddings anymore but she became a friend of mine he became a friend of mine we were just like you know they were in a tight spot where they were supposed to go get married somewhere and it didn't work out so they they called me up and they were like hey would you be able to do this for us and i was like absolutely let's do it um and it's it's fantastic so now you know, we have two more friends in town, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, awesome people. You know, Josh is building that whole entire coffee shop basically by himself, and you know, she is doing her just boss, boss woman things. It's it's amazing. <laughs> they're both amazing people.
2: Yeah. So when is that open?
1: Uh, I believe she said October. Oh, all right. So, so you're
3: pretty getting soon another coffee shop. Yeah. in town.
1: Yeah, this one's going to be down by the. Um, it's off of Otterman.
2: It's pa- on pa- Otterman. Past the, bu- the Seton Hill the Performing Arts Center. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So Greensburg has the university, and is this the county seat of Westmoreland County? Yeah, this okay. is the
2: capital. Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. All right.
2: Yep. Are you are you mad about that? You seem.
3: No, no. I just couldn't remember. Well. Uniontown's the county seat of Fayette County. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know. We <laughs> there do we not, go. Well, we have... See, Penn we have things in common. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, I was just kind of thinking. I, I think Westmoreland is obviously more populated uh, than Fayette. And we have Penn... St- we have branch campus of Penn State. But mm-hmm. yeah,
2: well, that's that's good. That's important.
1: Can I yeah. ask you one thing? Yeah. What? Uh, how do you feel when people call it Fayette Nam?
3: Yeah, right? Uh, I just think that... It kind of hurts, you know. Yeah. I, I want my goal is when people talk about Uniontown, yeah. I want people to be excited about it. Yeah. I want to be like, yeah, there's there's cool things happening down there. Um, it's it's turning around or whatever. How it just, like I, I moved back mostly for family support. My family's there, raised starting a family. Mm-hmm. Um, I drug my husband. He's from. Dr- drugged, drugged him. him? Drugged him, him. <laughs> he woke up. Yeah. He
2: woke up. He's like, "Where am I?" He,
1: le- <laughs> he was in Oregon. She drugged him, and like then he- all of a sudden, he was in Uniontown. It was, Union so he was did what like
3: I had to do, and he's never been happier. Okay, so, like, I brought him to Uniontown. Where are all he- these chains? <laughs> <laughs> he he's never been Welcome happier. Home. Okay, <laughs> there's
2: a reason he's not here today. He's,
3: yeah. he's like he's like, okay, in the
2: I shed. Cool, a <laughs> We'll no. let him out at night.
3: But he's from the Midwest, which is why I brought you guys some Glarus.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh. yes. Geez, we,
3: <laughs> we haven't gotten to that yet. We're still on Highlands. I Islands forgot about and, it. And yeah. uh, all saints.
2: So but you, you can take
3: the you can take the Nuclearis home with
2: you. You've both. had you've had New Glaris, right George? Yes. I've had it. Uh, which is you described as the yingling of of the Midwest,
3: I just I don't know uh, I don't mean that well, from the a taste perspective. The I just mean you can only I feel like you can only get it in yeah Wisconsin. Uh, and gotcha. That used to be the case with Yingling. right? Yeah. But now Yingling is kind of on tap everywhere. Once well, Ying, California
2: is it in California? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah.
3: I remember there was there were select bars that are like we oh. have Yingling.
2: Well, be, okay, so here's the thing that might so be like y-
1: Steeler bars
2: y- type of thing. Yeah, yeah. there was the a rule where Yingling had to be shipped over state lines cold. It had oh. to be cold. In order to sh- and and a lot of states have this weird rule where they don't accept cold beer. It, what a what a stupid thing! Like mm-hmm. just talk mm-hmm. to each other, right? Like just call up the other state and be like, "Hey, you guys are shipping <laughs> a cold. Don't." <laughs> like, it's, right. It seems like it's that easy. <laughs> so Yingling was like, "Oh, okay, we're not going to ship it cold anymore." And now all these other places can be like, "Okay, we can we can get it." Yeah. Okay.
3: See- that's that's. The that,
2: the story and yeah, it's dumb.
3: So it used to be, you could never get it. You can. It was get this it side of the sometime. Mississippi, yeah.
2: basically. Yeah. Just just I mean, dumb. There's so many
3: dumb alcohol yeah, rules in America. Really it doesn't they make really any are. sense. But yeah, I brought you some. Uh, he sent was, uh, nuclear's because I think you can only get it in Wisconsin at this time. But I brought you a spotted cow and I brought you a totally naked. It's amazing. But anyways, what were we talking about? My husband, he's not from Uniontown.
1: Okay, yes. we were talking. You drugged w- him.
3: Yes, I drugged him. Yeah, you drugged made him. Made him marry me. <laughs> made him, you moved to Unita.
1: Made him have three kids.
3: <laughs> I, I, I did not make him. Build a website. <laughs> my yeah, God, I, woman. Be what be have you t- done? Be my tech support. <laughs> also, be the, be the breadwinner. Don't make, I don't want to work. Um, I can't remember what you were asking about Fayadom. Um, yeah, yeah, like. Anyway, oh, I, okay. I moved home essentially for family support. And I do love the area, but I want to be able to say you know, I moved home because it's cool.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, it's, it's really great, you know, and it is. It is. Um, I lived in Pittsburgh, love Pittsburgh, but I do love Uniontown. I love um, not sitting in traffic, mm-hmm. like low-cost living. I would take, personally, I would choose the mountains over the city. But I love Agreed. to be able to get to the city. Yeah. Um,
2: the taxes are nice, too, in Fayette.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Connie. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Uh, we have incredible history. Um, we have the National Road. We, are, I'm a big uh, advocate for the Sheepskin Trail, which is going to spur off of the Gap Trail. Oh, nice! There, there
2: actually is, is so much going on in Fayette County. Yeah, my my grandparents lived there um, for a, well, their whole lives, um, yeah. and so we would go to all these types of places. And it's, it is real. I mean, as far as amenities, it it will show up in more of the natural amenities. Like, there's if you're into the outdoors and things like that, yes. Yes. there's a plethora of it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's insane. And that's part of me blogging, too. Um, discovering these things that have been here my whole time, maybe not have haven't been communicated or I missed it or something. Um but when the, the sheepskin is finished, it'll – and that was a, a, some content I created on my blog. I put some posts up about the sheepskin segments that are done because I tried to just wait, raise awareness of the trail because when I would yeah. talk about it, a lot of people had no idea or they knew about a certain section, but I'm, I'm always saying, do you know that it's going to be 34 wow. miles? Oh, what? What? 30 so I'm trying to draw – I've been trying to draw awareness, but it's going to – there's already a section that spurs from Connellsville, which, again, Connellsville is already – seeing the effects of the gap and other things. Yeah. So the sheepskin's going to come down from the gap in Connellsville, come through the city of Uniontown, right past my neighborhood, which we love living by the trail, and go south and hook up with Morgantown's bike trail system. Ooh, so you will be awesome. able to bike from Morgantown to Pittsburgh um, and ongoing sections out toward Parkersburg. There's all sorts of connections. So I'm a big um, advocate for the trail but yeah, as far as history, Frank Lloyd Wright Homes, mm-hmm. uh, um, White Water, um, the hiking, mountain biking is really picking up. Yeah. And it's so fun. Um, skiing, I mean, obviously, that's a little more into Westmoreland, Somerset. I think you cross the county line. But um, cross country skiing, mm-hmm. um, all sorts of outdoor um, recreational opportunities, which also, I will say having lived in Alaska for a year also changed me as a person because um, I do find, you know, around here when football starts, it's it's like shut the doors, we're inside until yeah. <laughs> April when we see spring again. But I've, I've learned just after living in Alaska that I can still recreate in the winter. I can still get out. Mm-hmm. It's important yeah. to get out. Um, there's a saying that there – there isn't bad weather there's just bad clothing or bad gear
1: i love it yes and we've heard
3: that before yeah, and i will say I still
2: where, where was that it was on this show somebody it said it yeah. it was like oh that's, yeah. that's just like sprouted a memory just yeah. wear wear more shit yeah was, was it, basically was it the
3: laurel mountain outfitter because i did just listen to him no um, it wasn't no Ryan. no but it was it it was the
1: fucking the poor tour guys yes it was yep. the poor tour guys yes oh, it was
3: okay <laughs> Well, um, now I will say, I still think there's bad weather sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. I (laughs) mean, mean, it kills people. (laughs) I will say that Pennsylvania does get cold. It does. After living in Alaska. Yeah. It's a different wet, heavy cold. Uh Alaska's cold was crisp and wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Still. Sometimes I'm just like, it is very
1: like wet here. And, Mm -hmm. and that, that, I mean, it gets annoying. the, I, I really do like to hang out outside in the winter um yeah like fires or uh i also have a couple smokers and grill and stuff like that like i love to go out and cook all year round um grab a couple beers head mm-hmm. out there start like a a pulled pork or something like that at like six in the morning and hey man I'm, I'm standing, I'm tending the grill all day, so there's no shame in cracking a beer at, like, 6 in the morning. Crack it, and that's my day. I'm out there, I yeah. shovel snow, or I just sit, and I hang out outside yeah. and listen to music, and I do my thing in the cold.
3: Right. somewhere where we live. Somewhere along the lines, we've convinced ourselves that it's cold and we can't get outside. But right. Actually, I would prefer, I love the the change in seasons, and I would sometimes, I would often take the cold over the really terrible heat i mean yeah i i mean i like don't get me wrong when january february rolls around i do enjoy taking a little trip or yeah kind of getting the sun um but
1: are I, you like winter summer like what's your what's your favorite season
3: it depends on what i'm doing i i would say probably fall fall when the human i do so like love right summer.
1: right now is right like right now the is the best the best
3: and it does I do get upset and I love football. I do. I love to watch it, but I'll tell you, it just seems like in our culture, it's it's football is on and we are watching it all weekend long. And I'm yeah. just like, why am I the only person on this trail? It is gorgeous right now. The humidity right. burned off. It's absolutely amazing. I will Tebow the game and watch it later. Probably yeah. will fall asleep. But, um, with a
1: bowl of ice cream, on. with
3: my bowl of ice cream. Yes. <laughs> but it depends in, in, and from our adventures that we do as a family that i log i we love to hike mostly in the fall and spring Mm -hmm. in the in the summer the trails in my opinion kind of get overgrown and i don't care to hike too much um in the summer but i love water recreation i love to um paddleboard uh did
2: you ever do stand-up paddleboarding
3: i have done it yeah i my sister owns one. i did we share gear, but um, yeah, have you done it?
2: Yeah, it's big in Texas. Oh, Austin, I, yeah. I should say.
3: You can do it on the yawk. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got a Some post. Some of my
2: favorite memories are just sitting in an inner tube floating down the yawk.
3: Yes. I that's a-
2: amazing. Yeah. We do it a couple times a year.
3: Yeah. I Well, that's a post I have on my website because mm. I would see people on the river. This is kind of the content I create. I'd see people on the <laughs> river, and I'm thinking to myself, where did they put in? Where did they pull out? Holy or where shit, they get out? Did I How? Just-
1: I came up with such an amazing idea for you. Okay. Oh, all right. You should... Oh, man. You should literally float down the river, tie up with somebody that you don't know, and interview them all the way down the river.
2: Ooh. It's, it's that's okay. like you. That's a good I mean, idea.
1: not like for your whole show, but maybe that's like... That's a great... An
2: episode idea. per every once in a while.
3: Or why isn't it the next episode of the Local 724 podcast on because the
2: river? the river is yours or why even why stop at the river just like be on a, a hike or anything like yeah any yeah. adventure you have just be like hey would you guys mind like answering answering a few questions
3: oh well, that's a good idea like, that could be
2: your thing that's i mean you're stuck idea. on the river
1: yeah that's the thing yeah, i mean like you're from like from you. yeah exactly you're, right. you're stuck yes you tether up
2: man just tie, it's, a, it's tie a rope around them and be like either you listen to the you answer these questions, or... <laughs> I'm going to pop and your the, raft. And this week... <laughs> I'm flipping you. And this
3: week on the river, for the next four <laughs> here hours, here we I go. am stuck Just with...
2: Abusing people that <laughs> <laughs>
1: floating <laughs> down the river. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think that would be show. so much fun, because, well, like... Show. There's, like, outside influences and stuff. Yeah. People could be, like, going through and being, like... I mean, you hear the people hanging out, partying. You get some characters on. Oh, there. my God. Well, yeah.
3: and... and Let's talk about the outdoors as well. I mean, people will say you're outdoorsy and things like that. I'm not. I'm just an average person. I do small things. I mean, there are some awesome people that do so many cool things. And we're talking Iron Man's in Alaska, and they're summiting mountains. And you know, I've tent camped with my kids and packed up before. It got dark because I got to get out of here. There's a <laughs> hole in the air mattress. We are going out. Right. Or we're just doing a, a one-mile hike or whatever. I but had an
1: Ironman watch once.
3: What's that? I had an
1: Ironman watch one time. Oh. Oh, that's, that's, about that's as, pretty that's hardcore. About as, it's
3: about
1: as far, <laughs> that's about as far as, as I got. You're very impressive. But
3: it's, yeah, but it's fun to maybe push people a little out of their comfort zone. There's a lot of hesitation for people to get out. A lot of mm-hmm. the content out out there is overwhelming for people. We have 70 miles of hiking trails in Ohio Powell, and I'm just trying to dumb it down to, not dumb it down, simplify it to, oh, this is a one-mile hike, or this, this hike is listed ex- at six miles, but if you want to cut it short, it's it's a little more doable if you want, just kind of logging the distance. But um, it's really fun to kind of push people out of their comfort zone. I People have pushed me out of my comfort zone. I, I think it, when, it, when it comes to getting outdoors, kind of, somebody needs, to, to pull you sometimes and show you. I mean, I would have never done mountain biking if my dad didn't take me. I would have never taken skiing if somebody didn't show me how to put those boots on and <laughs> walk to the slope. I mean, I need help and I want to help others as well. I want I want people to feel that they can pick up something and go do it and it's okay if it goes wrong. It's okay yeah. if you have to turn around. I hope I don't um, create a, se- a situation that looks like everything's perfect, because it's not, that we have our days where we got lost. The trail wasn't what we thought it was. The trail yep. was overgrown, whatever. But, um, yeah, p- there's a lot of hesitation with getting out. And But once you do, if if I do a podcast on the river, it brings out when, – when you're in – I find when you're in nature – I've always enjoyed the outdoors, but especially as a mom right now, it's, it's therapy. I know yeah. when we're out as a family, we are all in a better mood. I mean mm-hmm. – Don't get me wrong, there might be a a tantrum on the trail, but if my son can just go pick up rocks and throw them for two hours straight, we are happy. There you go. We are, we, um, you know, my husband and I are, it's a mental reset, honestly. It's just, um, you start reflecting on things, just getting out of your house. You don't have to go far, you know. Some people wait for that big trip where they're going to go really far, but sometimes you just kind of have to, walk your neighborhood or take something that's 10 minutes away and just try something new. And then you're just, you're, well, the way you talk, you're just kind of in a whole different mood. Yeah. That'd be, that would be a fun podcast to get people in there. Right. Put them on the spot right there.
1: Yeah, that is. So what is, what's, so you've been doing this for a little while. What is one of the favorite uh, things that you have posted about?
3: Oh, that's a great question. Um, we come I, at you with
1: the hard questions here on yeah, the yeah. local 17th.
2: We to want to scare you. Say,
3: <laughs> yes, I'm terrified right now. I have to say this summer um, I have a fr- um, some friends of ours, another couple, um, my friend Amy. She's a dear friend of mine, and she's a, a big Frank Lloyd Wright enthusiast. Mm-hmm and um you know i could get down with frank but i'm not like huge <laughs> like i don't know i I've, I've been to falling water once business. you wouldn't believe how many people have never been to falling water but how many people come from around the world yeah to Fayette county um
2: yeah i mean it's it's a piece of metal you oh know oh my gosh It's it's there yeah it's uh the Kaufmans live there
3: sure it's the number 1 or number 2 most popular home in the United States?
2: It's probably the...
3: World UNESCO heritage site. Am I saying that right? It's up there. It's oh. on the same list as the Egyptian pyramids and the Great Wall of China. Holy it shit. Might, it really? might
2: rank in the top three as far as sites, but it ranks towards the bottom as far as comfortability to live in. I'm like, what is that guy doing? <clears throat> this is all metal, and I would not want to live here.
3: Oh, interesting.
2: Do you feel that way?
3: Well, let me explain my one of my favorite posts. So we've got Falling Water, we've got Kentucky Knob, which I still have never been to, I need to go. But to anyone from Bay Area County, they have free date tours for Kentucky Knob and Falling Water. Okay. But my friend um, is a Frank Lloyd Wright enthusiast and she, I was asking her about Polymath Park. So I'm like, what's that other third Frank Lloyd Wright house? Paul, I said Plymouth Park or something. Yeah. And she was like, it's Polymath Park. And um this is in Acme, which is right near you had Kurt on from Taddy Boggle, yep. up near that area. And it's not a Lloyd Wright show. Yeah, I was doing my homework. Right. I brought the beer. But I brought really pretzels, did. so Next person's gonna have to step it There's up. There's so
2: much background noise because I keep eating these pretzels. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you had like
3: chop, chop, chop. I can't
2: wait until
1: people watch the video and just see you crushing an entire bag. I've been eating pretzels this
2: whole time. I'm so sorry. They're so addicting. i am ruined this podcast. No,
3: no, you have to have pretzels with beer. Anyways, my friend Amy was telling me about PolyMath Park, and I just thought it was the third Frank Lloyd Wright home. In the fall in in the laurel highlands and she said no it's not that it's a little different um and i don't want to butcher this this is what i can understand to my knowledge but the owners of the property there were two homes on the property that they discovered were built by apprentices by an apprentice of frank lloyd wright Mm -hmm. and he noticed people were going back there to see them and he i think i think there's a youtube video please watch it um he they open that up to lodging, but then through some other preservation um, ways of doing things, they have disassembled and reassembled Frank Lloyd Wright homes. So now there are two homes by The Apprentice and two homes built by Frank, Lloyd, designed by Frank Lloyd Wright on this Polymath Park property. Um, and you can stay in them. So, and, um, so my friend has always wanted to stay in one and the one, the one house is called Mantala, and it, it's a little pricey, but for a couple, but I said, our anniversary is in July. Why don't we split it in yeah. one night? I've got, a, I've got a baby. So I feel, um, it's not always easy to, to go, but it's, it's close to home. And I can get home if I need to, and we'll go for less than 24 hours or whatever. So I just kind of went because I knew she wanted to do it. I'm like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just go. I'm always looking to just get out, whatever you want me yeah. to do. It's fine. But to stay, to stay, not just visit, Frank Lloyd or Falling Water, but to sleep in a home designed by Frank Lloyd Wright that you know was taken apart screw by screw and brought to this area and reassembled. Just blew my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. Blew my mind. So we went there. This <laughs> is this is one of the posts I did. We stayed one night in Mantala, and we had a fabulous dinner at Treetops Restaurant, which is also on site. Shout that, a, that's a, a great place. In Love a that place. Treehouse. Yep. Food. The drinks were phenomenal. Um, and then you know our husbands, aunt, well, Amy's a Frank Lloyd Wright enthusiast. She was telling me all about the home. And then our husbands are you know they're handy and love how stuff is built so we just walked around and just couldn't stop admiring this house Mm -hmm. how it was built how it was assembled disassembled reassembled and then the design and the light and the connection with nature and and seeing it in the evening and seeing it in the morning it was just an amazing experience that's probably one of my favorite blog posts I've done recently and if you would have asked me, I would have thought I, was, I had to fly away and I was in Sedona or something. Really? I just would have never believed that I was in Acme, PA. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in a whole other world. Um, so, yeah, Polymath Park. Uh, we, we liked it so much that we want to do it again and stay in one of the other homes.
0: Yeah. Mm.
3: Um, but I had no idea it was there. I mean, I just thought it was the third Frank Lloyd Wright house. Yeah, and I did not know what Polymath Park was, That's so crazy. that was probably one of my favorite blog posts recently. Of course, again, that one costs money, but mm-hmm. I do like to highlight things that are free, accessible. Right. Um, I like to hi- highlight bike rides again, just short, short trails, parking, bathrooms, and I love to bike to a brewery and yeah. bike back. I got my husband a a growler holder. For his bicycle
0: oh dang wow yes i didn't know
1: that existed i bought yes. my wife a tricycle with a basket
3: oh that's a good that's idea a,
2: that's a growler holder too whatever you Piece need of to beer do to transport <laughs> the beer
3: safely home yeah right but yeah we like to that's fantastic we love bike rides where there's a, a playground for the kids and there's a brewery and we fill up the growler and bring mm-hmm. it home and play catan at night and drink the beer. That's what we do. <laughs> have some cheese and crackers. There you go. Um
1: The ride home's always more fun.
3: Yes, right. <laughs> yep. It doesn't hurt so Got, much. You gotta <laughs> you deal say. with the kids some way, right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think of some other I have a post on my website that is the most popular post. It's um but I think it's just because it appeals to a national crowd. It's about when you go to a national park and you get a stamp. There's a mm. National Park Passport. Oh, okay. When you go and you get a stamp. Um, and I didn't know about the passports until I had been to over 32 national parks. Oh, my gosh. And Whoa. I was like, what? There's a passport? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you could have been filling that thing out.
3: Right? I, I was so bummed. But then I learned that you can track them down. And I shared the method of how to do it. And it's people thank me from all over the world. Yeah. Because they're so obsessed with their passport. They're a geek like me. Right. They're like, "Ah, they're like, I just didn't think I was going to get my stamp, and I can do it now." I'm like, that's "Yes. Awesome. Spread your wings. You can get the <laughs> stamp." And, and, and that's just really popular with people. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it is kind of bummer when you go to a remote area and you're like, "Well, didn't get the stamp." Right? But there is a way you can get it. So right. that's on my site. Um trying to think of some others. I still have so many places I want to get to, and a lot of content that I'm behind on. Um, But I don't know. I don't. Were you able to look at any of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: I saw. I looked at a lot of the Frank Lloyd Wright stuff because I am also just. I really love architecture. It's not something that like I am hardcore interested in or anything like that. It's just something that intrigues me. My family are, they're all, um, you know, construction guys. They all build homes. And uh, my family, some of the guys in my family have built uh, very prestigious homes out on, like, Nantucket, mm. things like that. So they, they really do focus on kind of uh, not your everyday house, but nice high-end homes. And things like that. So just seeing, like, you know, my family do stuff like that has always just kind of, that's been in my blood forever. Not that I could ever build anything because I'm not handy at all whatsoever. Um, but it's just, uh, it's intriguing because, like, my parents did this, my, my uncles, my cousins, they all do it. I mean, when I was building this very table, my cousins oh, yeah. were building that building right over there and I looked over and they were all standing there watching me and I was like oh fuck
3: it is a great table by the way <laughs> thank you very much Yes, it's a wonderful. I tour. mean it's,
2: it's not a building but right it's, yeah you know it's yeah. it was <laughs> it's, it's fine
1: <laughs> I look over and they're all just waving at me <laughs> and I'm like oh I don't need you watching and judging me <laughs> but uh yeah so like there were only a few of us in my family that didn't go the construction route so it just uh that was kind of what came to me was those types of things. I love riding bikes too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've always wanted to do the, uh, what is it, Confluence to mm-hmm. um, Connellsville? Is that what it is? Con- or yeah, Confluence to, what's the, what's the shorter one?
3: Ohio Power <laughs> Confluence is a really nice ride. I think okay. it's about 11 miles one way. Great ride, you can have okay. lunch in either town. And ride back or you know, see the yeah. river, but um, you would add, I think it's like another 22 down at Con- yeah. Connellsville,
1: so that's not even bad. Um, I mean, your butt's gonna hurt pretty good, <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> but you'll like, feel bad. I
1: mean, it's I think that that would it's mostly flat, right?
3: Yeah, there's a little grade going up to Ohio Pile, but it's all rail lines, yeah, so it's not. And that park, goes right
1: past, like, the KOA and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, you, you can rent e-bikes in Ohio Pile if you want to go that route. Dang. You can yeah. do the old-school way of a traditional bike. Um, yeah. There's lots of options. Yeah, and those are things I'd like to highlight, just kind of doable day trips. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I usually have my kids with me, and that's mm-hmm. been inspiring, too, to take them and try to create something that's doable for kids. Yeah. Um, but then there's times where maybe we can sneak away as, on a date and go a little longer and our mm-hmm. kids change. We used to be able to just put them in, go, but now they want to ride or hike and yeah. it's a, it's a little different. Two things. Sorry, Ryan, I did want to circle back that Mantella was comfortable when you were talking about that. You didn't want to stay, you didn't want to live in. Well, oh yeah. That's what i was getting at is when i did stay it was comfortable the beds were nice
2: <laughs> I, I just i remember oh God, being, I'm sorry. i was at falling water and i remember thinking how uh, like the architecture itself is beautiful yes. the way that the nature i understand why it's a destination right i'm talking about being the person that lives in this Functional. house i was like this is all frank lloyd wrong in my oh. opinion
3: well it's interesting too the way he designs it because he i think of course according to amy like forces you to be a almost a minimalist. He doesn't like clutter.
2: And it's and it's really and he, short.
3: He didn't believe in attics That's or basements.
2: <laughs>
3: Sorry. What was that? Did I say, did I say <laughs> the wrong word? <laughs> no.
1: He said it's really short. I oh, to, I can't I say short? That's what she
3: said.
1: That's where we were going. <laughs> Here's no, I, I hate he the soundboard. I had to run for it because <laughs> yes. I don't often
2: get to do it. Right. Do do the do, do, do one other one randomly. That's if you tell a shitty joke. Yeah.
3: I feel like we could have used that a few times already. Frank Lloyd Wrong. (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm terrified to talk. I'm going to get the
1: I just remembered that I have a soundboard. Jeez, have.
3: that wasn't on the other episodes I saw you. <laughs> Jeez.
2: I remember when you installed that, we're like, oh, we're going to use this all the time. Right, no, yeah. Like, never touched it. Never
3: happened. What is it about me? You just want me to stop talking? <laughs> Quick, just throw no, he, the noise in. did
2: that to me because I said something about short.
3: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: That was short. What but yeah, said. you're right.
3: It may not be a cozy home.
2: Ooh. I'm just saying, if I'm if I'm the Kauffmans, I just want to be comfortable living in that house, and I feel like I would not be comfortable.
3: Was it their summer home? I
2: don't know what I it was. I think it was
3: a vacation home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, I'm, people, frankly, right, if anyone is a Frank Lloyd Wright fan and they're listening to this, they're they're probably pulling their hair out because right, I'm sure have yeah. butchered this entire well, thing.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, I saw what you see. So I saw the furniture, and I was just like, this can't be the furniture that was in. Like I need a re- I need my sectional okay. giant sectional with a USB cord-, cord right yeah, yeah. like, oh like I need that inch couch TV, yeah. right yeah right. and it's like how do you lay on a couch and relax that is literally built like a bench like a metal it's, a
2: metal bench yeah so I
3: well I'm, you'll have to stay at Polymath yeah. Park and give it a try and see how yeah. you feel because I felt amazing did they
1: have comfy furniture
2: there.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's you can tell it's designed into like the space, modern, right? But it's comfy. L- linear. I, I fell asleep.
2: Did they have Certa mattresses back then?
3: I don't know. I didn't check. I mean, maybe there's Certa underneath. But I had a great night's <laughs> sleep and uh, yeah. enjoyed my stay very much. You have to that's try awesome. it out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. I think that's uh, you know, that's something that seems like a really cool. uh to do we always want to you know we didn't get to go camping this year the place was booked up the the koa there that thing was booked up Mm -hmm. every single weekend and then we did have a weekend booked and um our kids or at least one of our kids and uh our friend's kids got sick oh so that it was of course it was that weekend and we couldn't go but the idea was we were going to jump on the bike trail, and we were going to head down to Yak River Brewing. Mm-hmm. We we're going to have a couple beers, hang out, do whatever, and then you know head back up to the campground, and you know drink more,
0: and
1: <laughs> pass out in the tents. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it would have been it would have been a great time. It just this I I feel like the summer just went so fast. Mm-hmm. It just uh, everything. So we're really trying to uh, at least book one of the cabins at the KOA yeah. before the year is out. Um, I'm like a diehard tent dude. I love love tent camping. So if it's not like too cold, everybody can stay in the cabin. I'm gonna pitch tent. Oh. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go grab one of those like what do they call them? Little heater things, kerosene heater or whatever. Yeah. I have a pretty fancy tent. I went a little ballistic with the 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 tent buying
2: a few years ago. Like is it glamping? Um it's
1: pretty nice tent.
2: I don't know. It's so what's the difference between that and cabin?
1: I'm outside. Okay. I don't know. All it's right. just being outside. Yeah,
0: yeah no, I get that.
2: And then the
1: kids are inside and they're all like eh Just bitching and crying and stuff. So, like, they can...
2: (laughs) So you're talking about the separation between you... Not
1: really. That's just a bonus. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like being outside. I think, like, waking up, having, like, a chill, you know, you grab your coffee, you sit down at a picnic table, you're not so comfortable in the morning, and stuff like that. And it's kind of fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You feel like you're... Roughing it.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Do you attend camp, Ryan?
2: Yeah, I'm definitely a cabin camper though. Yeah, I enjoy all all the things you're talking about, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Just not the sleeping part. I just want to I just want to be yeah. warm while I sleep. That's it. Yeah. I I I will spend my entire time camping outside. Mm-hmm. It's just when I sleep, I just want to be in a in a confined, somewhat warmer space. That's yeah. It. That's my only difference. I but have, I get what you're saying.
3: Mm-hmm. <coughs> we did a lot of a lot more tent camping out west. Mm-hmm. I have to say we've done a little bit in Pennsylvania, but um, I, I feel when I wake up in Pennsylvania, it's just it's just dewy for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is a it's that wet cold. Yeah, um, that's that's the problem. Out west, we slept in a tent so much, and we will occasionally here, but it's there's just a, a dew that yeah. is kind of bone like you better go now before <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah it's too chilly. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, again, back to that we were talking about. Recreating all year long and having the right gear makes all the difference. Right. I mean, I, uh, it takes money. I mean, it's investments, but when you make the first investment, you realize, oh man, that pair of socks is so great. I wear them <laughs> yeah, every yeah. time and I don't wear the 20 other pairs that aren't working for me. It's kind of like, okay, this stuff one little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I grew up kind of with a cheap sleeping bag and, but, when we finally got a nice one, and we right, were in Alaska, yeah. and Alaska got real cold on us real quick. I'm really glad that I had that 20 right degree on. bag. Yeah. I mean, it, it was fine. It was actually perfectly fine. I, I was like, I think I would have been really cold if I didn't have the right bag, but mm-hmm. because I did, it was it keeps you out longer. You know, when you have the right gear, yeah,
0: it yeah. makes
3: it makes a big difference. Yeah, and I tend to buy clothes now that are more versatile. Kind of get me different things um like i wear pants that i can hike in i can wear to work i can wear golfing can wear cross-country skiing and they keep me warm and they're water resistant they're a little expensive but yeah i they do better than the pairs that don't last me and these ones will last me 10 mm-hmm. 15 years if not more i mean i've had some gear now that's really putting some has some Put, age now. Putting, putting the miles on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's doing great, and it's replaced things in my wardrobe that just didn't work well, and it keeps me outside comfortable longer, and it makes a big difference.
1: Nice. It's very awesome. Uh, we have hit officially one hour and twenty-seven minutes. Oh my gosh! Wow. <clears throat> yes, we went an hour and a half. We've got an hour and a half. So. Sheesh. I think we're gonna pull the ripcord at this uh, yeah. at this point right here but i really do want to thank you for coming in like this was awesome i think the reason that we all stayed so long was because the conversation was amazing but you also brought snacks and beer and all this stuff and i could sit here and do this for two more hours (laughs) but uh i want to
3: thank you guys for having me on i love your show and i
1: were you comfortable
2: did you enjoy this
3: everything was great the the seat (laughs) is comfortable it swivels no one needs to be afraid to come and do a podcast. Well, you had to you, right? You,
2: can you speak to the fact that you had some nerves coming in here and see
3: Was it my armpit sweat that No no no, <laughs> <laughs>
2: no you openly admit it, you were just like oh I, I'll you be were fine. like I'm not nervous. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm kinda nervous, okay? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, like I said, I probably won't ever be invited on a podcast again. I didn't want to screw yeah, it up. Yeah, you will. But yeah, no, this know. was great. Thank you so much. And I, I don't want to speak for Greensburg, but I'm sure your community is really Glad to have you guys do what you're doing in it. I really hope so. I can feel so. the Greensburg energy. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. awesome. Thank all you. right.
1: Kelly, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Um, thanks. thanks for bringing all the snacks and the beer and all of that stuff. Uh, I really look forward to seeing like what you have up your sleeve for future things because I feel like your platform is growing, and it's fun to see – people really just like starting out and doing what they have to do compared to your platform blowing up and what you get to do. Yeah. So I'm really excited Keep to see, uh, yeah,
3: Thanks. what happens. And I wouldn't be here <clears throat> without my husband, Brad, who supports me. Brad.
2: Wish Brad. you were here with us, Brad. He's chained up <laughs> He's in the basement. <laughs> <He's>
3: in the <laughs> <laughs> with three kids. And I'm the one drinking <laughs> craft beer poor guy
1: <laughs> right on <laughs> all right thank you guys so much i really hope you enjoyed this episode it uh it was very very fun and uh i think enlightening and we need to get out and explore our own localities so i hope you guys enjoyed this and uh we'll see you next time welcome to the local 724 podcast in three two. <laughs>